Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. Let's be together. <laughs> Welcome to romcomcom.com. If you couldn't tell from that wonderful opening line, this week we are doing Summer, summer Catch, Catch, a fantastic summer movie with Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Timberlake Beale or Beale Timberlake? Beale Timberlake. Ah, yes. um, I was really hoping that your opening line would be one of the two, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, two parts in the movie where Freddie Prince Jr. gets an emotional speech, one from oh, Jessica Beale and no. one from his friend. Oh, I was hoping it would be one of those. Those but, are just too long, though. Uh, but are they? But they have a good message. I mean, that line, let's be together, made me laugh out loud. <laughs> like, who says that? Like... Holding both of his hands, like, let's be together. Oh my like, god, I don't know if it was the writing or the delivery or both, but it was just magical. <laughs> Something I liked this movie, I liked it a lot. <laughs> oh, no, I did, I really did. And for the and I'll tell you what part of it may be <laughs> it's because the ones we've done so far have been like geared from the female perspective. This is very male, and this one was very like I even wrote a rom com for dudes, yeah, question mark. But that's exactly what it was, and, mm. and I think maybe that's because I identified a little bit more with it, which I guess we'll get um into. But uh, well, it's no wonder that the director. Also directed a Hank Aaron movie and uh, a bunch of 30 for 30s and um, Mr. Carter or something like that, Coach Carter. And so he clearly likes the sports genre. Well, what's funny that you should bring that up. I was, I was talking to your husband earlier and uh, made him aware. Uh, you may have not noticed on this DVD it in fact does have extras. One of the extras is a director's commentary. I did see that. Um, yeah. What I chose to do after, before I gave you the DVD to watch, mm -hmm. I uh, got all the director's commentary on my computer as an MP3 track, which I listened to while doing oh, molding in Stephanie's basement. That's a good idea. So I have some stories from that director. And it's oh. funny you should mention that because he went on several times in the movie about how big a baseball fan him and the writer were and all that. Yeah, so that makes sense. It 100% makes sense. Because it was so baseball y. I, I liked it. I loved it. I mean, I feel like it was what it was trying to be the baseball of varsity blues, kind of. You know, it's funny. What? I, if I remember correctly, they said exactly that phrase oh in the director's commentary. Gosh. Or was it? Yeah, no, they did say they wanted to be like varsity blues. Ugh. Yeah, you nailed it. But it was not. It didn't. It didn't do it. <laughs> it did. It did for me. I'm not gonna lie. And looking right <laughs> now, at, at looking right now, at Rotten Tomatoes. It seems like most people do not agree with me. It has an eight. Yeah. It has an eight percent. Yeah, it's not good. Five out of ten. IMDb. Twenty one on Metacritic. Yeah. Um, not from good. Two thousand. Two thousand and one. So. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you just want did to you say the and in 2001? I always say 2001 or 2018, but some people say 2018. I, I say, I think I say 2000 and w I think I say 2001. Do you need the and? Well, I don't think I say 2002. I think I just say it with and one. Hmm. Yeah. Like we graduated from high school in 2003. No. I say I graduated college <clears throat> in 2000. 
Yeah. Yeah, I do, say, do the say the and. and. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> I guess I didn't even know that that was a thing. I don't like it. Um, should we, before we even start, jump into the cast? Before we get into... Well, yeah. Amazing cast. Yes. We, uh, yes. Like we said, Jessica timberlake Beal. Beal Fre- Timberlake. Beal Timberlake. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr., one of my personal favorites, played the catcher, Matthew Lillard. I uh, know. I love Matthew Lillard. Uh, I you wish know how I really loved him? Excuse he me, was too. in... A few episodes of The Good Wife, and he was awesome. I wish he was in more. He's great. No, he really is. I mean, at first, you know, back in the, sorry, in the 2000s, I was thinking that he was just a goofball who Mm -hmm. did goofy things, but he has really managed to turn that into a career because his Scooby-Doo is spot on great. Mm-hmm. And then he was the voice of Scooby-Doo in the animated one. That's how much they liked him. Oh, I didn't know that. So when they did the reboot, the animated reboot, which I've watched every one of because of having a six-year-old, mm-hmm. um, he was, he was they thought he was so good that they cast him in that. And then he was great in The Good Wife. And I was like, man, Matthew Lillard is legit. Yeah, I, I enjoyed him. I would not get, do you want to guess how old he is right now? 42? 48. Wow. He does not look it. He's a baby. Yeah. Well, he's done. He's Baby face. Um, but yeah, so we have her or him, Brittany Murphy. I know. I love Brittany also Murphy. Great. This felt just like her, to me, this felt like her clueless character. Like a progression yeah. of where her character was going. She was, was a lot going. more confident than her Well, that's character. what I mean. Like where it was, this, this yeah. was her like. Go slutty and move to the Cape. I like to believe, even though they don't have the same name, I like to believe that this is the same universe and that Brittany Murphy moved back from California after college and that this or high school and this is like what she did. Um, But she's very working class in this and in Clueless, she was a rich girl. So her family fell on hard times then. (laughs) And moved to Cape Cod. And moved to Cape Cod. (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute. Like if she's in Cape Cod. Isn't well, there's a whole, in, in almost every resort town, there's a whole bunch of locals who are not rich, who spend, who who benefit from the economy of all the rich people. You know, they're there mm. to do the lawn. Like, this is up in northern Michigan where we go. There's mm. a whole bunch of people who've lived there for a long time hmm. who, you know, support the vacationers. Okay. No, that makes that makes sense. Um so yeah, Brittany Murphy, Wil- Wilmer Valderrama during his it's that his 70 debut. show. Is no, it? This is his film. Oh, this was before that 70 show? Well, this is his film debut. Oh, okay. I don't know about TV. Well, no, it had to be after. After, TV. yeah. Well, they talked about in the ex- extra scenes how he didn't know how to play baseball at all. Oh, no. And actually trained really hard. Hmm. Um, and I don't remember him having a single scene or maybe one where he caught a ball. Should we talk about his house mom yet you mean um the uh greatest cameo of all time beverly wait 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 actually so in case you didn't figure it out by now it's the one and only beverly d'angelo who unbeknownst to us was pregnant when she shot the scene about a month pregnant with twins um in fact, when we went to do looping for the scene, she was having contractions and she was getting ready to deliver the baby. So we did the looping session with her uh, on her bed. So Whoa. yeah, the the That's house crazy. mom. Yeah, was... I have no concept of how old she is. Beverly D'Angelo? Because she was in Entourage, and it just does not seem like she's of baby making age. Well, in two thousand, this is two thousand one. Well, and I guess Entourage, she was in that. 
Probably mid two thousand, mid two thousand ands. Yeah. Mid-2000s, yeah. Uh, Beverly D'Angelo right now is only sixty six. Well, but that was no. Right now, right right now, sixty six. Yeah, so take so away two thousand one. So take away. So she was fifty nine. Oh, okay. That's. That's that's an old mom. Did you know? That's a, quite a range of fertility. Did for you twins? I bet going out of business soon. Do you know where Beverly D'Angelo is from? She's from here. She went to Upper Arlington and and Whetstone for a tiny bit, supposedly. That's yeah, funny. I love Beverly D'Angelo. I know. I love her so much. I was like, oh my god, it's well, Beverly D'Angelo, and she's uncredited as well. Really? Yeah, she's not. She's not oh in the gosh. credits or anything like that. That's and so great. I kept hearing her voice, and then yeah, I went on IMDb, yeah. and nothing was there. And I'm like, huh. I know this voice. Yeah. Um. So I'm yeah. So be- happy to see her. Um. You know, I Fred. Fred Ward, another really good. Un- I know he's but, great too. And then another great. They just had no business being on the screen with those good actors. <laughs> oh, what do you? I like this movie. It is enjoyable. You can enjoyable. like the movie, but they were both over their heads. Uh, and then, well, I don't mean, forget Dr. Cox. Dr. Cox was in there, too. I always forget his name. Oh, From yeah, Scrubs. Yeah. He was what uncredited as well. Yeah, but he had some weird accent. Oh, yeah, that came like out of nowhere. a weird nowhere. kind of Cajun southern accent. You know what? I can't I can explain that, though. Thanks to my watching the director's thing, yeah. that character, and I can't remember the name of of him in it, but it was based on an actual scout that died just prior thinking. to like the movie. So he was trying to He was kind homage. of paying homage, but not exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought would be the only reason he would do something like that. John C. McKinley is his name. John C. McKinley. Okay. So... I, I like him in everything. I he, just, you know, I kept thinking, well, maybe it's the script. Maybe it's awkward. I mean, that line, let's be together, is a bad line. You know, they're just some weird choices they made with the screenplay. Mm-hmm. But all of the ancillary characters were great. Mm-hmm. So then I have to think, I mean, and they just looked kind of over their heads a lot <laughs> in the in the film, in the filming. I was like... Freddie Prince Jr., if your eyes get any bigger, they're going to pop out of your head. Like every time that someone would say something to him, his eyes would like pop out like, is this my face that I make when people say things to me? I'm well, like, it, it, oh, was, no. and it was Jessica Biel's first major movie role. I know she said oh, yeah. that, and she said that in the director's commentary thing. Mm. She was also involved in that. Okay. So maybe, maybe some of them were in a little deep, but I really think they handled it well. I mean, her body was amazing. No, but one point that I think is worth is worth mentioning here that I really picked up on this and, and wrote a few times. You're saying that they seem like they're in over their heads. Um, I don't think the writing is bad. I even wrote down with. A couple changes to actors, which we'll get into later, is what we think could make it work. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be really bold. I think this could make a run at awards season. With what? no, 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 no. I'm not saying the script as it is or the actors how it is, but the the spirit in it, <laughs> the spirit in it. I think oh, no. it has. I think it has something there, and I want to get into that what? once we run through the plot. That you need so much more character development. Just. For all that emotion to make any sense, we'll walk through it at the end. But let me—that's one thing I do have here that I agree with you. I, some of these people maybe were in over their heads because the material is sound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I wrote was 
Is Cape Cod baseball a real thing? <laughs> yes. It is. Are you, yeah. Did you look, look it, up? it up? Yeah. So did you read the IMDB regarding it? Yeah, I did. For the benefit of people that may not be aware, the Cape Cod Baseball League is a collegiate summer baseball league located on Cape Cod in the U.S. state of Massachusetts. Many future Major League Baseball players have started there during their college years. MLB has provided financial support to the Cape Cod League for over 40 years. During the 2014 MLB season, 265 baseball players had come out of wow had come out of it it's a big it, deal it is a big deal and um some of the teams are actually pretty funny so i guess the teams they had some of them had to change names because in 2008 i think it was 2008 uh major league baseball started enforcing copyright infringement uh, so some of them were like the a like well the athletics mm -hmm. the a's so then in 2009 the chatham athletics that we deal with mm -hmm. they became the chatham anglers Oh. So they changed their name to that. And then looking at some teams that have gone away, the one that got me the most, are you ready? Uh -huh. uh, and I wish it would have hung around, was the Orleans Pants Factory. What? That was a team name. There was also the Sandwich Pants Athletics, Factory. the West Falmouth team. Falmouth. Uh, Cottage Club. So yeah, either way, yeah. The, huh. the, the Cape well, Cod that League. answers the question of what the mascot, what the, you know, her little sister was always trying to be the mascot. And the fishermen, old seamen, seem to do the best. Mm. And an angler is um, a fisherman. Mm. Like if you're like my parents are newspaper writers, and you don't in newspapers you don't refer to someone as a fisherman. You the the correct term is an angler. Really? Mm -hmm. Huh? I did. Yeah. The more you know. Yes, the more you know. So the Cape Cod League starts. And they spent a lot of time explaining the league, yeah, which was fine, but it just shows where the director's heart is because you just kind of come in on him and it's like in media's rest, you know, mm -hmm. which is fine, that's a fine way to start the story, but then you have to eventually explain what's going on, you know. Well, and I think they they kind of address it, he was a college ball player that like yeah. walked off or something, eventually, they do. He had some sort of he dropped out or he failed out of Boston College, mm -hmm. and then he went to a community college, Fr Framingham or whatever, Framington State, mm -hmm. and then he got in a fight with another player and got kicked off the team. Now he's at home, mm -hmm. but yeah. So he's back, and he, he's going to be on this team, mm -hmm. and he doesn't want to mess up, so he decides to sleep at the baseball field, but gets... On the mound, yeah. But gets drunk with Brittany Murphy instead. Right. And then wears her underwear? Yes. Is and, the, like, what's the decision you make there? Like, okay, we just hooked up, and she puts on his boxers, and is like, these are comfy. He's like, why do girls always steal boxers? Because they feel good. And he's like, fine, I'm going to wear your underwear. What, who would say that? Like I, I, no one ever. Like yes, I'm going to put on this orange thong. Maybe he was just trying to seem cool and didn't know what to do. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm going to put on your underwear is a fine thing to say until you see what the underwear are, and then you go, no. Well, Matthew, because not only is that like a choice that a guy wouldn't make, and is just kind of like, ugh, it's unsanitary and gross like <laughs> you do not share a thong with someone like basic human you know 
it's just you just don't do that you know it's funny you do not want that, that. I, the fa- the point you're making is very valid and never even crossed my mind into why this scene was gross but yeah. now now this scene has taken a whole it's new dimension wrong. for me when well, it was obviously Brittany Murphy's thing because later in the movie Matthew Lillard yeah, the same thing happens it. to him yeah she also has a weird thing about how to pour beer from her knees yeah like what's <laughs> standing over him straddling his head that made me and very then uncomfortable pouring the beer down into his face from holding it pinched between her knees that's mm. just reckless that's in- a waste of beer and that's also just like what? Well, dangerous. It's just dangerous. <laughs> that bottle can fall. You're gonna it knock a tooth. You're gonna you knock a tooth could. out. You could break your nose. Yeah. And it's just it made me very uncomfortable yeah, I didn't for like whatever it. reason. I mean, it's racy and it's like, whoa, look at that. But you know, when you really think about it, it's a terrible choice. No, it absolutely is. Yeah. And he goes. So then he goes to his team meeting. He's wearing a thong. And he's late. And, he's and late. it's a total body double. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. It's absolutely a body double. But I thought Freddie was ripped back then. I mean, he was, but he was not that guy. Oh. I mean, not that that guy's ripped. It's just their bodies were different. You could tell. <laughs> he was like 6'3", and Freddie's like 5-something. No, I mean, the body double was fine. <laughs> he, was, he was appropriately sized, but he was just clearly a body double. And I was like, oh, well. Rom-coms have certain things that happen in them, and physical comedy is always one you see over and over again. So definitely that thong scene when he's running around is one of the, well, it's the first physical comedy moment mm. of the movie. But that's certainly one of high. Many. Yeah. And, and you could argue that her beer knee oh, beer that absolutely thing is, is also a physical comedy. Absolutely is. Um, no so. one has ever in the history of the world poured beer like that. No, Ever. it's such a bad idea. No, it just, it would never cross anyone's mind. And, oh, and another physical, or I'm sorry, and another rom-com thing is, is nervous mumbling. You know, almost everyone, usually it's to the person, you know, the two main characters. One mm. of them, like, gets nervous and kind of, oh, like, okay. mumbles yeah. stuff or stumbles over words. You know, that's kind of a classic. But this one, he does it to his coach when he comes in with his thong on and is trying to explain himself. Um, and she does it when she's trying to talk to him. She's the one who gets nervous. Oh yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah. Um, so just I get moving on. Then he it shows him working with his dad. He does mm-hmm. landscaping. Right. Um, he's lived there forever, helping his dad out. And mm-hmm. um, then our meet cute. That's that's one of the big rom com things to check the off that we're finally is, saying is an essential and necessary part of any rom com. And this, I like this one. I thought this was a good one because <laughs> as a guy, I can tell you, I have been in that moment where you're just like... Mowing the grass? Is that what you're talking about? Well, no, I or have been... Well, I have been mowing grass. No, I'm talking mowing grass. Isn't that... that I call that was the... Well, he's, seen, he's known who she is for a while. He said he's oh, been I kind mowing of... her grass for six years. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. So and he that knew isn't who the she was. Cute, I guess. It's just that he gets sidetracked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then I guess that wouldn't be the... Me- I. I guess, is that the meat? That's not the meat. I don't then. know. That's the first time we see them on screen together. Well, in, in So it's a kind of a... And speaking of that, I have a clip that I have pulled of Jessica Biel discussing just that pool scene that I think is an interesting thing to hear. All right. Hi, this is Jesse Biel, and that's my gorgeous house, and I'm just about ready to pop out of the swimming pool in my tiny, tiny bikini, which... I know people think, oh, it must be so easy. It's, it's really, really nerve-wracking. I, uh, I was in my trailer, actually, for hours before we shot this, doing crunches and push-ups and butt squeezes and 
knee lifts and leg squats, whatever you could possibly do, I was doing it because walking out in a bathing suit in front of an entire crew is 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 hard enough. And then to think that the rest of the country is going to see it is, yeah, that, that's a little nerve wracking. So uh, I made it through, though. And then, you know, the first time you're out there, you can't get any worse than that. Hearing that, it kind of made me think, like, when I'm getting out of the pool, and I'm not going to lie, sometimes I do pretend that I'm getting out of the pool like I'm in a movie, like, kind of tight, <laughs> kind of tighten the core up a little bit, maybe, like, go a little slow and the arms are, like, actually, this is something that actually goes through my head. Really? I know, it is. And I don't think yeah. anyone has ever once noticed, but I'm just waiting for that. I like to think in the back of my head, there's going to be that one day. Someday. Yeah, that I'll just look over and there'll be, like, a group of girls gawking. I am 33 years old saying this. <laughs> this is still. Someday it's going to happen for <laughs> yeah, me. This is where my head is still oh. at. Oh, it never leaves. Yeah, but I can't even. I, she makes a good point. That would absolutely be. I would diet for six months. I wouldn't eat. Yeah. And she did but look. Man, she looks fantastic. She looked amazing. Like, I remember my 2001, my 16 year old self going, whoa. <laughs> like, she looks amazing. Yeah. She looked, like, I mean, she's. Nobody at, looked like that. Like, no, it was unreal. Yeah. Good for Justin Timberlake. I know, right? They're uh, great together. Incidentally, though, I've been working out again, like doing crunches and things. And I forgot this because I haven't done it in a while. But doing a bunch of crunches for me is a terrible idea. Like if I were going to do a scene, mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone else, if someone else ever listens to this podcast, you have to weigh in on this. But if I work out or do crunches or whatever, I am bloated for the rest of the day. I that look, doesn't sound I look healthy. terrible. This has been like this my whole life. Huh. This is like high school, you know, like Brian will work out and then his arms will look ripped for the rest mm -hmm. of the day. You just feel doughy. I don't feel doughy. I look doughy. <laughs> like my muscles are like, I'm just going to pop out and bleh. And it's just like, I'm really puffy and it's not good. So it's not very motivating to work out and then look like shit the rest of the day. <laughs> And it's like, well, this and is then great. you look at Jessica Beale, and you're so like, I would just be not drinking water. I would be like, I wouldn't be drinking or eating anything. No drinking water, no eating anything, um, just sitting there. So I went to Bonnaroo <clears throat> several times because I'm cool like that. And mm -hmm. I remember one year, for some reason, I got in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna be ripped just in case. I got down just to, I got, I don't know what I was thinking was gonna happen. I, I got down to like 174, which for me is very skinny mm -hmm. and I mean solid muscle it is the Whoa. closest I've ever been to a six-pack and to get to that I remember it was like you know chicken and rice for dinner cottage cheese for dessert and I just it was yeah. for me it was cool to say I've done once real yeah, good with not do doing again. that again <laughs> but I look at a picture from them like what did I think was gonna come out of this at a music <laughs> festival that where it's just a mess um, oh, and then the bar scene that happens after that, the thing that I really liked about that is everybody in the bar had what I have written down as personal pictures, the adult personal pan pizza. Oh. They were all carrying around like pictures, but no, I think they were full size, full -size wow. pictures if I remember, but just for themselves. Well, I like how everyone was ordering Sam Adams. Like, Oh, were they? Oh yeah. Like, oh, can fantastic. I have two Sam Adams? And I was like, okay, Boston. I hope Sam Adams like underwrote this thing. That would well, be. Well, it's Boston, you know that area of the country and um what's up with their bad boston accents that kept coming in and out he was like dropping I his just love r's any and it was awkward i like because it. his voiceovers were in a normal voice 
That's what I picked up because he did the voiceover at the beginning mm-hmm. about the Cape Cod League. And then the first dialogue he had, he's dropping his R's. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> so did you expect him to just be like... Uh, Poor Boston people. I know they hate it when people try to do their accent on movies. And I don't blame them because... People rarely do it well. I try to do a Mark Wahlberg accent, and it just comes out. <laughs> it is it is not good, and it's not a. Uh, um, it just goes up at the end. It almost sounds like I'm asking a question more oh, than doing an actual Mark Wahlberg. That sounds like. more Irish. Um, it's it's not. I don't do accents well, so it's just <laughs> I call it a Mark Wahlberg, but it is far from um, far from that. Sound a lot like Christopher Walken. Most of them do, <laughs> except if I do Christopher Walken, then it doesn't. It sounds like Jamaican, I've been told. Really? Uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. I wish I was good at accents. Yeah. Uh, so they bar, he meets her, they <clears throat> flirt yeah. at the bar. She chases him, which was a she twist. She chases him. Which was a twist I really liked for yeah, once. And then she bumbles. Mm-hmm. So they, she runs after him out of the bar. And I wrote about that too, because if Brittany Murphy or any girl walks over your table and is like, Hey, give me my underwear back. And I'm the girl that's interested in the guy who's being told to give back some other girl's underwear. I'm not going to chase that guy out of you the are bar. No, you are no longer interested in that guy. No, I don't care how attractive he is. Maybe something will happen and he'll show interest in me, but I'm certainly not going to go running out of the bar after him. Like, hey, how's your orange thong? <laughs> Wait, come back. Like, I must know more. It, and I'm now that we know that she had taken a break from her from her like long term boyfriend for the summer. Mm. It's like, man, she must be like after some dong or something. <laughs> like. Gotta go. Gotta chase this dude. I hear he's easy. I just, I love, I love any time in a movie that the girl kind of chases the guy because it just, it, of course you do. It doesn't. Because it's every guy's dream. Oh my god, it's happened to There's me. There's a hot girl chasing me. It's ha- no, no, it's happened to me. Probably not even kidding in my life. Probably I can think of three distinct times that I had women interested in me that I thought were gorgeous and I was so clueless. Oh, no. I had and I. I'll save one or two of those stories for later in the podcast because there's a couple that are just highly embarrassing. Um, Just to the point where it's like she quite literally could not have made it clear she was interested in me. And I was like, oh, I wish she liked me. It's like, ah. So I I like when a girl chases the guy because I can identify. Yeah, I wrote, it's inexplicable. (laughs) (laughs) And I also said, she has weird posture. You wrote she has weird posture? Yeah. And that's another reason I thought she felt overwhelmed in this role like they Mm. both have strange postures like they don't know what to do with their bodies exactly she spends all her time like i don't know it's doing weird things i i did not notice that same thing but um i was just i was apparently just uh enraptured by the story so i was not picking up on these finer elements of things i liked following this bar scene where she chases him he Mm -hmm. has a conversation with his dad in the uh in the garage Mm -hmm. and his dad kind of gives him the old like don't mess this up or you're gonna mess it up speech Mm -hmm. and what i liked about this and this is really something that where i think this movie where i say i think there's a really not just a kind of good movie i think there's a really good movie in here Mm -hmm. it's because this was a good awkward dad speech and i don't know if girls have as many awkward dad speeches but guys certainly do if you looked very closely at what he was do you know what he was fixing in that scene do you remember no i rewinded twice to confirm this he was fixing a bic lighter 
What? He was literally like turning a Bic lighter <laughs> over in his hands and like fiddling with it while having an honest conversation with his son, hmm. which if you've ever had an awkward conversation with your dad as a guy, that is 100% what, what happens. Would do? <laughs> they would do anything but but look you dead in the eyes. That's funny. Um, and I can really identify with that. I still remember. It's funny because um, I don't even remember this. You you clearly were paying. I don't remember this at all. I don't remember the scene. It, it was only like a three minute scene. Okay. But I, the reason it resonated with me is I remember awkward dad conversations that I had with my dad. Mm -hmm. And there was the one that jumps out at me the most was it was junior year of college. He's helping move me in. We're putting everything away. And he just like looks at me. And never had had any conversation about the opposite sex. Oh, and I'm no. a junior in college. And you could just <laughs> tell he knew I was he, I was dating. Or, uh, was I dating a girl? No, I wasn't dating a girl at the time. Um, but you could just see there was something he wanted to say. And he, he finally got the muster up while he was working on something. He was like, hey, you, you know to use a condom, right? Oh, no. And I just stopped. And I looked at him dead in the eyes. And I said, you haven't gotten me in, at the time, 20 years. I said, you haven't gotten me in 20 years on this. You ain't getting me now. And I walked out the door. And that was the only time we ever talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I just look back. I'm like, that took such courage on his part. Yeah. But that's why I resonate with this scene is because he yeah. was fiddling with something, yeah. and just it was the same awkward conversation. Fred Ward here. is a genius. I Fred Ward nailed it. So at this point in the podcast, you may notice a shift in tone. Uh, it's worth <laughs> noting that we took a quick break because of the Olympic opening ceremonies. And then we ended up just having a couple too many drinks <laughs> and are now finishing this up several days later. So um, I do not apologize for... We're in our post-Olympic letdown. Yeah, so I refuse to apologize for that, but that's that's just what it is. So back back to back to summer back catch to life yes back to summer catch um we're talking about how jessica biel's character tenley which is, is such a rich girl name is that a real name tenley i feel like it's not a real name i don't know it doesn't have to be real she's rich <laughs> uh she chases him out of the bar which is just ridiculous and would never happen and then I guess they then they start dating or whatever. It seems like, the, the, and then they're together or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, I guess. Um, oh, and I wanted to touch on his uh, teammate who has a thing for large women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Why? I, like that's another thing. Like this day and age, you would not see that in a movie. No, you absolutely wouldn't. I I did want to. I tried finding a clip in the director's commentary or whatever. They mm -hmm. they addressed that a couple times, and I couldn't find the clip. Mm -hmm. And it's just hearing them talk about it, it's really weird because they kind of mention how you know oh we we just like having this character get up and kind of say this is this is what I like and the hell with you and. Then they talk about how the girl lost weight during filming. So from one scene to the other, they had to Oops. actually like put padding on her. Whoa. And was, I was like, oh, okay. And then the director casually just goes like, and then she lost another 50 pounds. She looks great now. I was like, oh, uh -oh. wait. Didn't, wasn't the whole Didn't point she of look that, great that she earlier? looked great before? Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I, I... I guess it's comic relief. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. But it's like, I don't understand his character. First, he like notices everyone's butts. <laughs> and talks about who has a nice butt and then he likes big girls and it's just yet another incongruous plot point when you're like what all right <laughs> whatever yeah it did kind of just feel thrown in there but 
Yeah. You could have taken it out. It wouldn't change anything. But I did like his, uh, when he got up in the bar at the end. Oh, they did say that when they went out after wrapping it, he got mm-hmm. up in the bar that they went to and, and did, did that, that again at a real bar. Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> that had to be That's pretty. That's funny. I wonder yeah. if people cheered. I, I bet lots of people cheered. I also want to mention Clammy the Clam, the girl that keeps trying yeah. to make a mascot That's happen. That's sister. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And they said she was based on, that character was based on, a family that helped them like with the production mm-hmm. had a younger daughter that was an encyclopedia for this league in real yeah. life and that they based that character on wow. her and that's kind of like well the funny thing is she knows so much about the game and then like Tenley is being dri- driven by her mom or whatever over to the game before she leaves for San Francisco mm. and it's like her mom like what, your mom's not already at the game. Who's at the game with this 10-year-old? Presumably she's just she's thumbing just it there. She's just there, mm-hmm. yeah, because neither parent is with her, and it's like <laughs> she's just there being a clam or an old seafarer or a lobster or whatever other things she comes up with. Did I ever tell you I have mascot experience? No, I don't think so. I want 100. Okay, so when we were in high school, so I, I feel anytime I see a mascot in a movie, mm-hmm. I do kind of go like, okay, oh, yeah, man, I know this. This this was my craft for a little bit. <laughs> they they made an announcement in our high school one time. Oh, hey, we don't really have a mascot this year. Golden if, Eagle? It was an eagle. If anyone wants to be the mascot, just let the cheerleading captain know or cheerleading coach, whatever, know, oh. and you can be the mascot for a game. So my Jared Wagner and my buddy Donahoe that does the whales, mm-hmm. we were like, well, let's all go see if the three of us can do it somehow. And we went in and talked to him. She's like, well, actually we do have these old seventies, uh, like felt outfits as well. That were Eagles huh. that a parent made. And they, they were, I, I'll find a picture a somewhere. Made. A parent made in the seventies. Oh so they're gosh, like, those are awesome. Oh no, they are great. Oh, I wish I could find a picture <laughs> right now, but I'll find one eventually. And so we did the big, game that was like our rival Watterson and DeSales here. We did that one. Mm-hmm. We got on the news. Wow. Um, we like went down to the station and they had us there for the segment or whatever. Same. And the the better part about it is that was funny, but we the day before got to conduct the pep rally Ooh. and they didn't really give us any instructions. They just handed just us a microphone. Around. And then, yeah, and then at the end of it, we just kind of like pittered out. It was like 2.30 or something and we were just mm-hmm. like, uh all right, I guess everybody can just go home now. And everybody just like spread Scattered. out. And we were never given instructions oh, to do that. No. <laughs> so, well, school's out. No, so that was my mascot experience. Uh, real quick, jumping back to Tenley. Um, there is a website. My name is Tenley.com. Wow. Uh, is your name Tenley too? Sharing the hmm. name Tenley, about Tenley, photos, celebrate. I mean, it's just new. another man's name made into a female name. That's how, all, like the name Kimberly, the name Tiffany, the name... Um, this website is pretty fantastic. I don't know exactly where my mother found the name Tenley. When I asked her, she just said, I like, I just like the sound of it. Hmm. And it goes into personal stories people have written in that they are named Tenley. Oh, no. Here is my, here is my story about being named Tenley. <laughs> Our daughter is named Tenley. This is a pretty big website, wow. too. Oh, Tenley. Tenley. It's like 10 and then a little bit more. <laughs> Um, let's see I have down here I used to not find Jessica Biel attractive and then I now see myself as being very wrong in that yeah. I think it was a seventh heaven thing I yeah think that show she just was bothered a little me. prim Mary yeah seventh heaven let's see what else. Uh, oh Wil- Wilmer seventh Valderrama heaven. that he is a 
baseball player in this like we talked about. You said that, um, yeah. In another show, Raising oh. Hope, he plays a baseball player hmm. as well. So I like to think that this just, he got so excited after He's doing after well for role. himself. What was his, he had that show for a while. That 70s show. Oh, The Wilder, um, yeah, what was that? Was it, was it like Yo Mama jokes? Yeah, something like that. There's a montage in the middle where she's helping him practice and stuff. That's a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, another tick off in the rom-com is the montage. Mm. There's always a montage. Uh, very, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Wait, which, mon- which montage was this? Or what were she's they helping this? him practice. Oh, that's she, right. He's throwing the ball and she's catching. Mm. And she's wearing that cut off Boston College mm-hmm. sweatshirt that's just gratuitous. <laughs> and it's like, yay, we're in love and I'm helping you practice. But it doesn't make any sense. You know. Is that the rain scene or is that later? No, this is before okay. the rain scene. Oh, the other thing that cracked me up was their mm. their dreams. Like he dreams of being a baseball player. It's all he's ever wanted to do. And she's like, I do too. I want to be an architect. It's just such a random thing. I know she has to have a dream too, you know, so it's like a parallel kind of thing. But it's like, I've always wanted to be an architect. Well, what did you want to say? A, just, jur- a copy editor or a journalist? It's just funny. Like... It just cracks me up. Like, well, all right, we well, pick she, something. Well, if she would have been a, a journalist or like a copy editor, it would have know, fit it a really lot better with fit. the romantic comedy yeah, thing. I want to be a writer. Well, I mean, there's a lot of famous architects out there. George Costanza. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's maybe that's what uh, she was going for. Maybe out in San Francisco. I watch yes. a lot of Monk lately. That's in San Francisco. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so the other rom-com checklist is having your side friend do silly things. So in his case, that would be Matthew Lillard. Mm. Um, and, well, who's the other? Why, why can't I think of... With someone else I was kind of thinking was fitting that role, but I don't, I don't know any of Oh, names. his two goofy friends. Oh yeah, the Stoner guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were fun. I like the speech <laughs> I like I like the speech he gave. Yeah. That made me feel pretty good. That was good. But they got a lot of no, speeches I, in there. I thought I thought Let Yourself Be Great was Tenley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. There but are he said it too. There are th- at least three separate Ra ra ra, Siskumba speeches. Mm-hmm. He's got Tenley telling him. He's got his brother, and then he's got the stoner friend. Yeah, man, this guy has plenty of support. Mm-hmm. Augie, Augie, and Ryan. No, Ryan is him. Augie is his friend. What matters is there's some of us who would say you've already made it. Some of us, some of us who've been there for you, who drove to Boston <laughs> College to see you pitch, and who went to Framingham State and sat at your mother's wake with you. And who cleaned you up behind Oasis when you couldn't pick yourself up off the ground. And who let you live with me when you and your old man were at it. Yeah, we matter. I matter. You bet your ass what I think matters. I ain't missed one game. It's like, what? Where, where, how is this going? I don't know. I wish you would have opened the podcast. When you hit that mound, man, I got all I can do to keep from crying, thinking about what we've been through. Me and him and your father and Mike, none of us has missed a game. This ain't about a paycheck, Rye. It's about having pride in what you do. Because I do. They're just... They're just... Uh, they're just drunks, right? Or, yeah. Or stoners Good or whatever friends. it may be. Yeah. I mean, that does seem like not a bad... Not a, it, you know, they just hang out at a baseball diamond, like mm, cheering on their friends. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's worse ways to spend a. It's just such a strange speech. 
<laughs> Again, <laughs> I think we've made it pretty clear in this. You are not a big fan of this movie. <laughs> I bought into everything. <laughs> so I like I like that speech. I, I have I trouble like... suspending my disbelief, apparently. Oh, I can most certainly do that. Yeah. That's easy. Um, That's easy. <laughs> what else? If only life was that easy. If, God, if only life was as easy as Summer Catch. <laughs> Um, let's see. Celebrate full. F- oh, the should we get into the swim? The rain yeah, scene. Yeah, the rain scene. Sure. She said that that pool. It was so they filmed it in North Carolina, I think, because mm-hmm. it was too cold, cold and, and actually, yeah. But it was still chilly down there. So she said that Freddie Prince Jr. forced them to crank the heat up on that. And she said the pool was at like ninety. She said it well, was that's closer to the sauna. Like steaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So in between takes, she said they just jumped in the pool to stay warm. (laughs) They'd have people bringing them like food and things to drink and all that. Um, I did. I I tried one time having a romantic swim moment, Uh (laughs) and it was not not well executed. It was at Dayton to Daytona. Oh no, that's not the time to do it. Drunkenly splashing around. Oh no, so it was like you know eleven or midnight and. The pool was probably actually closed, but people were around, but we'd been drinking, and it was freezing out there, and the pool wasn't heated, and uh, so we jump in, and our teeth are, like, chattering, and we just had, like, we, we had one beer with us that we drank, and then got out, and was just like, ugh, that, that, that was terrible. Did you have suits, or did you go skinny dipping? No, this was a suit snare. There were a lot of people around still, that, like, kind of mm. milling about. Um, <laughs> no, there was absolutely, there ultimately was, like, zero romantic about mm. this, but it seemed like such a good idea at the time. Yeah. I love skinny dipping. I haven't gone in so long. <laughs> I, we used to always, when I worked up in northern Michigan, we used to take the boat home from the bar. And it was a pontoon boat. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it's like a moving living room. Mm-hmm. So you just turn the engine off and jump off. And it was so fun. I, and anyone who hadn't done it with us was just like, Are you, you guys are taking your clothes off now? And we're like, yeah, come on. And <laughs> it, it didn't matter who it was. They were like, oh, okay. And it was like, because we did it all the time like once or twice a week like all summer and they're like but it's cold and we're like yep here we go it's like everyone like didn't matter who like even the driver which probably wasn't a great idea no i think the driver can be you can drive naked yeah well we 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 all jumped in the water so no one was manning the boat oh and i doubt that you had anchored this this pontoon boat so it very easily could have just been slowly floating away that's really funny but it was fun we did one thing one time where, for some reason, we were just drunk and at a pool, like at someone's house, mm-hmm. and the game of trying to steal everyone's shorts came up. Oh. And so I lost my shorts, Tim lost his shorts, another, like one or two other guys lost their shorts too, but the, everybody kind of thought that we'd be uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And all of us were drunk enough, we just went with it. <laughs> and just so for like three hours, I was just wandering around this pool naked. But there were other people there that were that naked. were clothed, that were naked, oh. and then others were clothed. Oh. There were only like three or four of us that were naked, and somehow my shorts got thrown on top of the house. One guy's oh shorts my. got put in the fire. Oh, um, in in, I remember Tim seeing Tim and this guy having a very serious conversation naked in the pool facing each other like sitting on the steps and it was just a very good very funny visual it really you know you can't be egotistical when you're naked no and once you got you know the initial like oh no they're taking my shorts yeah. I was like oh this is terrible and then once it was done I was like eh this far yeah, in whatever. yeah just gonna go with it <laughs> that's perfect alcohol yeah. makes everything easy yeah so I support the pool scene <clears throat> yeah oh yeah Good romantic. And then he had to run, mm-hmm. and it was cute and all that jazz. And mm-hmm. her dad, you know, kind of plays the villain. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so the big event at the end, you know, the culmination is that he is pitching this game. I, I don't know if it's the last game of the season or it's coming down to it, but it's like his big chance mm. to be um, looked at. He knows the scout from the Phillies is coming and he and the other guy accidentally <laughs> burned down the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So he got kicked off the team. So now it's Ryan's turn to really show what he's got. And his brother gives him a pep speech about playing his game and not showboating. And then he, uh, you know, starts the game and it always shows his dad leaning against a tree over one way. And then in a completely different area, his brother leaning against a tree, Hmm. not standing together. Hmm. Like you never see the dad and brother together. I don't know if there's something. Maybe that was a deleted scene. But it's like they're both leaning against trees in different parts of the ballpark alone. Like what? Why? Okay. Well, they're not. They they don't seem like the most emotionally available family. So maybe no, it's true. maybe. And I think the hardest thing of this whole thing for me to believe, if his dream is to be <clears throat> a major leaguer, mm-hmm. he gives up a no no game mm-hmm. to find her mm-hmm. in the last inning. Yeah, there is no way in hell. No. No way. And that everybody was, everybody seemed way on board with it super quick. Yeah. Like, oh. I'm pretty sure if the co- when the coach came out there and he's like, I love her, man. I just got to go find her. I'm pretty sure the coach been like, okay, how about we just do this instead? How about you finish this and then yeah. we go get her? Yeah. Um, when I don't even get. Like, even the Phillies guy was like, I've seen enough. Yeah. You're good with I me. agree with you. That, that was a bit much. But then <laughs> no. I also don't. And why does she, of course, have to leave during the middle of the last inning? Like, what? Yeah. For her to show up. Well, and also, that that's what got me, too. It, she shows up while he's pitching a, a no-hitter. She didn't mm-hmm. know that, but she shows up knowing that, like, they didn't leave under the best terms. Yeah. And she would probably mess with his head a little bit. Yeah, And then absolutely. she leaves knowing that in the middle, like... Th- I know. It's a weird move. It, it, all the way It around. made her actually just seem like a wicked individual. Yeah. And I, I just think that's a huge conceit for the director or writers to make if they're so in love with baseball and the game and mm. everything, to have that be what he has to give up to go find her mm. doesn't make a damn bit of sense. No. No. I think... I think he could have finished the game... Everyone's cheering, yeah, and then he runs mm-hmm. to f- go find her, because it was just such a weird. Well, or or they could do the thing where like he's looking for her the whole game and doesn't see her, mm-hmm. and then at the end they win and she runs out suddenly, or you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was another way to handle it. I, I guess yeah. I part of it was though like he she had chased him the whole movie and now he had to chase her maybe maybe I didn't care for that. No, I didn't care. And for then that. she says, "Let's be together." And and what was the, what was the, where did they leave on that? It was just kind of like. So she's going to follow, she's going to go to grad school and mm-hmm. follow him around wherever, whatever podunk town he goes to, basically. Seems like a terrible, Ooh. a terrible idea, but. It works out because then he starts pitching for the, the major Phil- leagues. For the, Phil- the Phillies. Oh yeah, I actually do have written here, leaving during a no hitter, what a bitch. So, <laughs> uh, I liked the dad to dad speech as well. Where they, mm, that was good. Yeah, where he he goes up and I forget exactly what he says, but something <laughs> the effect of like, 
you know, every, not just rich people have dignity. Yeah. And I, I thought that was a real good, I, it wasn't yelling. It was just boom, short mm-hmm. to the point. That's true. Um, oh, oh, one other thing. And then we can just jump into whatever. Um, Jessica Beale, as part of chasing him, started mowing his lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the, the, the Stephanie, the girl I date right now, um, mm-hmm. she never mowed a lawn until she was 30. Is that normal? Discuss. Uh, not normal for me. Yeah. I mean, I had to mow it in like high she, school. Like she didn't know how to start it. She she genuinely did not know how to use a lawnmower. Wow. And I, uh, I didn't think that was normal for a human being. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you've lived in an apartment or something your whole life, I would get right. that. Right, city life or yeah. something. But if you've lived in like a house. Okay, just wanted to make yeah. sure that I wasn't I mean, crazy. she's an only child. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she got away with it. Well, and but... she, then she started having someone mow her lawn for her because it didn't suit her delicate disposition i assume <laughs> i like mowing lawn yeah i like it i used to drive a riding lawnmower around mm-hmm. up in fountain point that was fun it, it can be fun i used to do it for a living and it was that was a bit much mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot yeah it's not so enjoyable when you do it all day oh 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 okay another thing and this is not related to really the plot but just more me asking a question so that like i know more about myself mm-hmm. so the pitcher that was like the bad guy that yeah. I think got kicked off the team mm-hmm. he was often wearing like a headband but one of those ones where it's kind of like zigzaggy mm-hmm. and digs back you know what I'm talking about yeah. okay so when we're watching these movies and I, there's things I see like that and um, I'm trying to think like some of the fashion in other ones mm-hmm. that I see them now and I'm like that I know that that is not cool yeah. I am still drawn to it because I saw what? that headband thing and I immediately was like, oh man, why don't I have one of those? Because oh, I have a little no. bit longer hair right now. You do not need one of those. No, those. I know, but I haven't even like, <laughs> I haven't written down. Like I, I know it's not good looking, yet I am drawn to it like a moth don't to do flame it. or don't something. Do it. Oh. Yeah. So if anybody wants to send me some sweet zigzaggy headbands. Well, I was thinking about their wardrobe. I don't know if this is probably not the newer rom-coms but it seems like in at least the 90s early 2000s rom-coms part of every rom-com is that the main girl character has to show her navel it's like well like belly shirts always yeah like that cropped sweatshirt Mm -hmm. she was wearing or like the shorter belly shirt or like um what's it's or the side characters do too like in um never been kissed jessica uh, Alba mm-hmm. and all of oh, yeah, them are right. wearing like yeah, but they were wearing straight swimwear. up bikinis yeah. too. Yeah, they were wearing bikinis <laughs> to school or like a sheer top. Yeah, well, I guess maybe it's just because it's a way to kind of sex it up without being like overly trampy. But that is kind of <laughs> it's not a. I think it's just an old fashioned thing. Well, but it's no, but it's here. It's been here again. If you go is through. Like down to one of the colleges, like Ohio State or something, it's like midriffs being bare. Maybe like two, three years ago, seemed to be hot again. Mm-hmm. Because I remember I was sitting at a bar with with a friend, Eddie, and he <laughs> remarked on how angry he was that this wasn't in fashion when we were in school. It wasn't. Huh. Um, not like it I was guess anyhow. Not. Yeah. No, I do like the fashion in these though, because they. I mean, it's, <laughs> I think we've talked about this in the past that it, it is part of probably just the romantic comedy genre. It, it's everything's like a caricature mm-hmm. you know everything's so a little like a little over the top about it and so the fashion is the same thing where it's like a snapshot of that fashion at that moment but turned up an extra you know couple notches yeah which i think is fun yeah okay so 
you, you know, the main crux of the rom-com is how do they connect? Why, you know, why do they, are they attracted to each other? Mm -hmm. And I guess that's because they both have a dream mm -hmm. that they're fighting for. Um, but the problem that keeps them apart is their uh, social status, I guess, their socioeconomic yeah. status. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a... that's a, And family. But that's a pretty standard... It's Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was that? Well, that was family skewed. I mean, I just more mean the, like, you know, poor guy from the not-so-good part of town. Mm -hmm. Well, he's not bad part of town, but, like, you know, mm -hmm. again, that socioeconomic divide well, is Well, it's like, I mean, that's... Romeo and Juliet, West Side Story, this story, mm. you know, anything where their families don't get along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a pretty... Well, Romeo and Juliet, I think they were both well off, right? This is That's a lot more in your wheelhouse but than mine. the I Montagues think? and the Capulets, yeah, they were both I, big families yeah, in I Verona. But West Side Story, she's Puerto Rican, right? And I've only seen West Side Story once in a high school production, oh. so I have a pretty good background in it. And he's American. Da, 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 American. He's a shark, and they're the Jets or mm. whatever. Um, and then this one, he's a poor baseball player who mows their grass, and it's love. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's 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 slumming it, maybe. Yeah, because they. He can, they kind of go into that when he meets the ex-boyfriend. Mm -hmm. She's like, I didn't want to do anything for the summer. And he's mm -hmm. like, well, is that what I am? I'm, I'm nothing. nothing you. Yeah. Heartbreaking. This is heartbreaking. It's such a mess of a movie. So now that we've gone through the main movie, as usual, I like to do the what next segment. Um, what I, next? What next? Oh. You're going a lot Wait. more heartthrob. Well, no, do yours again. Do yours again. No, I can't remember. Oh, okay. Well, it was more like a jingle, like, what next, what next, what next? Da, da. Yeah. Okay, I, li I like yours better. <laughs> um, but so in what next? So <clears throat> you didn't like this movie. I did. Yeah. I think there's a lot of potential right there in the story that we kind of hit on a little bit when you were saying, oh, it, it has some of these typical themes from even like West Side Story or Romeo and Juliet underlying. I think the nuts and bolts are good there. And as you said mm -hmm. before, some of the cast just seemed like they were in over their heads a little bit. What I am submitting here that we do for this week's What Next is I want to recast this movie, but I want to do it as though we are trying to get something going in award season, and I think we oh, can. No. And I And I really <laughs> think we can. So some of the ones, I, I'll run through some of the ones I have, and you can interject with what you like, think would be better. Also or, teens or like adults? Oh, oh, no, that's the catch that I want to do with this, though. Anyone at any time of their career. So you, oh. this, this can be a scenario where it could not be made. We're mm. just trying to make this the best it could be. So you could say Tom Hanks from Big and then also Tom Hanks from Castaway if you wanted him in two roles, but at different times oh, in his life. But, okay. So I would immediately recast William Valderrama's character with Nick Swardson. I think he would be really funny in that role with like the Beverly D'Angelo <laughs> type. How old is he? Nick Swardson? Well, yeah. Well, Why can't I think of who he is? He's the he's in Reno 911. He's always on like roller skates. Um, oh, huh. You know him if you saw. Yeah, him. I know him. I yeah. just didn't imagine. Well, I just think he'd be funny in that character. Now here, now here. Actually, I probably shouldn't have started with that one. It's just what I had down. Um, <laughs> for Jessica Biel's character, this mm -hmm. is the one that I thought long and hard about. This one, 
I, I can really see either a young Scarlett Johansson or a young Kate Hudson. I could see either of those me really liking it. So you're still keeping this in the rom-com area? It, it, it's the rom-com area, but it would definitely be skewing more towards like the drama and romance. There would be comedy, but I'm making it a little bit more dramatic. Because again, we're going for award season here. Okay. So one of them, I'm keeping Matt Lillard. I really like yeah, him. Yeah, he is great. Yeah, absolutely keep him. Bob Uecker is an announcer. Let's see here. Oh, the bat like the bad guy in it. I can never remember his name with the the headband that I like so much. Oh yeah, um, he's, he's not been in much else. Well, but what I want to do with him, mm-hmm. Channing Tatum. Oh, I want Channing Tatum there. That'd be fun. It, as Eric Van Lemer, that's his name. Um, the one, let's see here. Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. is the one that I was having such a hard time casting. Mm-hmm. And I do have down that Channing Tatum could also do that role. <laughs> but I'm going to really throw one out at you. Mm-hmm. A young Steve Gutenberg. Huh. I yeah. don't know if he's hot enough for that. I, but I think he could be, I, I think he can fit the role, though. And he's 80s hot, though. But no... You don't like Steve? Okay, then who? Would and you I cast? like Steve Gutenberg. I think he's hilarious, but he's not a heartthrob. Okay, then who would you? Who would you, you have cast to have somebody this? equal to Freddie Prince Jr.'s attractiveness? Okay, then I mean, but who, with better acting skills. Well, I mean, then, well, then maybe not Channing Tatum uh, for that. Well, then who? Who else could you put in there? Is like a not like a Leonardo DiCaprio? That would be no. That'd be too serious. When I yeah, and I don't think he'd fit the. I don't think he could do a young Jeff Bridges. A young Jeff Bridges? That'd be fun. You think he would be attractive enough, though? Have you seen young Jeff Bridges? No. He's great looking. Well, okay, I could. Uh, hmm. What about Kevin Costner? But he was already Ooh, in Bull Durham, and that's yeah, probably why I yeah. like him. Um. Yeah, I could see him being really good in it too. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, so I'll I'll ease back on Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> we'll go with we'll go with your Kevin Costner. I know he was already in the other one, but I I think these are different enough. Yeah, you know? Kevin Costner is known for sports movies. So we'll go with Kevin Costner there. Mm-hmm. Um, like younger than Bull Durham, Kevin Costner. Like mm-hmm. he was in this first, and that's why he got cast in Bull Durham. Exactly. <laughs> so that um, Freddie Prince Jr.'s brother, I'm replacing with David Arquette. Okay. And I'm making sure that it is the exact same character from Never Been Kissed. A lot goofier. Okay. So, but so, but so they're like, but the, so the movies are tied in together. It's a universe mm. we're creating here. No, he so he played a little goofy, but it'd be it's a few years down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe things didn't work out coaching that team like he hoped. Got a job at the bar. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a little more serious by this point. Um, I'm making Fred Ward her dad. I want to move Fred Ward from his dad to her dad. I really didn't like the guy that played her dad. Hmm. I like. All right. um, Can Fred Ward play rich? I think Fred Ward could play rich. Absolutely. I think he's played like a bad business. Yeah, like I a, guess I could see that. And then for her dad, give him a sharp suit. Mm-hmm. For her dad. For uh, his dad. Or for for his dad. Sorry, his dad. Mm-hmm. Roy Schneider, from uh, Jaws fame. Oh. I could see him kind of playing that real salt of, you know the, he has already done like the salt hmm. of the earth type guy little see, I edge see to him I see him playing more rich really? yeah yeah but he he doesn't have her dad needs like that cold edge to him hmm. and when I see Roy Schneider I think like he's a little more inviting bucket hat a little warm yeah maybe maybe we'll put him in bucket hat well, that's what he wore in Jaws 
Well, then he can keep the bucket mm-hmm. hat. He says, that's bad hat, Harry. And that's where that production company comes from. Uh, Judy Greer is obviously brought on as Brittany Murphy. Oh. Mm, you don't like I that? I don't think she's okay. got that. I mean, she's got the party animal thing, but I don't think she has the, like, allure that Brittany Murphy has. Okay. Then who are we, who are we putting at Brittany Murphy's character, then? Brittany Murphy's pretty good. You just want to keep character. Brittany Murphy? But we're going award season here, and she might get a best supporting here for this. Ooh, you know who would be fun as Jessica Biel? Hmm. It'd be like Andy McDowell hmm. from Groundhog Day. Yeah, I could see She'd that. She'd be kind of fun. Yeah, but do you think that's... She's very like, earnest. She is, but it, it, I'd argue the same thing you kind of said about Steve Gutenberg. Like, he's... He's attractive. She's hot enough. He's yeah. attractive. She's attractive, but it's not like that young summer romance. If we put her opposite Steve Gutenberg, I agree. Hmm. But if we put okay. her opposite, like a young Kevin Costner, I think you need something that someone's going to maybe pop a little more. Hmm. You know who could be fun as a Brittany Murphy hmm. would be like a really young Renee Russo. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> she's yeah. got that sexy thing. Yeah, wildness. I very yeah. much agree with that. Beverly D'Angelo is perfect. Oh, yeah. We're not changing Beverly D'Angelo. If no. anything, we're pumping her role up. Because <laughs> hopefully by by the refilming of this, mm-hmm. uh, she won't be pregnant again. Um, I yes. want Mark Wahlberg just in it. I don't, oh, I don't, right. I don't want to replace it. He could it. be the older brother. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That would be fun. Yep. And he's got the Boston accent. Well, then I want to write a second brother and, and just have David Arquette be the second brother <laughs> that maybe went a different direction with baseball. Hmm. Um, and then I think lastly, this, the stoner friends, I want to change them. And I have down that I could see a young Damon and Affleck there, but I'm not going with that. And, and part of me wants to say, like, no. Jay and Silent Bob, I'm not going with that. No. Here's what I am going with, okay? All right. I want Danny McBride, because he's funny, but he can do serious. Mm-hmm. And then the one that delivers the friend speech, this is this is where be- our best supporting comes in, John C. Riley, A younger oh, John C. Riley, But giving that speech of, I was yeah. there, man. I drove to Boston College <laughs> yeah. and all that. Tell me that doesn't make that, yeah. take that from kind of a goofy scene you chuckle at. You put mm-hmm. that dialogue in a master, like John C. Riley, Oscar season. But still, with no lead up to it, it still doesn't make any sense. Well, but we're, we're revamping. If you're the keeping actors, the screenplay the well, exact gonna, same. No, we're gonna we're gonna have to touch it up a little bit. Like I said, we'd skew it more towards the drama. But in general, yeah. keep it close. Mm-hmm. I want to see some of these characters get better explored as well. Yeah, and I think maybe fewer characters with more explanation. Um. I don't know who you really take out. Who would you really take out, though? If you're thinking fewer characters. I mean, you need Hmm. both of the parents. You know, some of the stuff with, like, Beverly D'Angelo and William Valderrama, that's fun. Wilmer. What did I say? William. Oh, Wilmer Valderrama. Um, That's fun, but it doesn't need to be there. But I think it kind of... I mean, it doesn't need to be there to help the story along, but I think it's there in that it makes the movie worth watching yeah i guess so yeah oh you know who would be fun as her boyfriend who young bradley cooper wait as whose boyfriend as her old boyfriend oh yes 
Mm-hmm. I do like that a lot. Mm-hmm. See, do you see how quickly this starts mm-hmm. to pull from like just a, mm-hmm. a romantic comedy that you don't care for and I do and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it pulls into a thing that we're watching them go down the red carpet at the Oscars. I don't know about that. I think it's pretty... <laughs> oh, man, the coach. Like Silver Linings Playbook-esque? No, exactly. I oh, Did I not put one for the coach? I could have sworn I put one down for the coach. Hmm. You know what? Let's just do this. The coach, let's throw Tom Hanks in there. He, did, oh. he was a, such a good coach in the other one. And I feel like he'd be good at the part, but like older Tom Hanks. Like mm. now Tom Hanks, maybe even a few years past now, you know, mm. and then he could give him that, the heartfelt speech. Oh, that speech in the movie that he gives about going out and spending all your money on booze and all that. Mm-hmm. That's based on the real speech that that coach gives to yeah. the players on that team. Huh. Yeah. And I could really see Tom Hanks nailing that. Again, like this, we're just loaded I don't down. Know. Like Brian Cox was so good. Or is that Brian Cox? Uh, I can't even think of who his his na- what his name is. Um, I can tell you. But that. he was so good. He was good in it, but I think we're making a dream he cast He was here. one of the best in it. Can I make Tom Hanks an assistant coach? <laughs> can, can maybe there be sure. an assistant coach that helps out? <laughs> I know you said you wanted to take away parts, but I'm I'm just going to keep just adding add parts. Um, Menagerie. Let me see if I... Oh, Jerry Stiller is a scout. I want to get rid oh, of... Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that's what I want. But I want, like, not Seinfeld, not Seinfeld age Jerry Stiller. I want a little bit younger than that. I hmm. want, like, 15 years, like, mid-80s Jerry Stiller. Where he still has that edge, but looks a little younger. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. I think that's everything I have down here. Um, cool. If you had to give this, we talked about during uh, Never Been Kissed, actually attaching a number to this of how much you think it fits our like rom com scale. Yeah, on our rom com scale, where would you where would you put it based on some of the things you hit on with? Uh, well, there's a lot of sports in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of sports. Sports, sports, go sports, sports, sports. Athletics are number one. Probably like a six and a half. I have seven. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair because it hits a lot of, it, it hits an awful lot of the tropes. Mm-hmm. I don't, but it gets muddled. Yeah. And I don't think it's as heavy handed as uh, 27 Dresses was with a lot of those tropes. tropes and I yeah. did like that they, like I said, I romantic comedy can be flipped to where the, the girl's chasing the guy and I mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, six and a half, seven, that seems like a fair rating. Sarah, do you want to give an intro for our, our special segment, oh, yes. our, our guest? So a person who's had firsthand experience on this movie set is my husband, Brian. What's up, guys? Just talking uh, about Summer Catch. <laughs> a movie, Why? A movie that, <laughs> a movie that now yes. appears I'm the only one that enjoys. <laughs> I've actually never seen it until last week, so this is very exciting for me. Well, Did I, you watch it? I watched the very end just to oh, see yeah, where, yeah. yeah, the scene. I saw. But so, you, so what you're saying is you haven't seen the movie. You've seen the about thirty seconds at the <laughs> yeah, end where exactly. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, that we didn't talk about the actual ending. Oh yeah, well, uh, this would be a good segue. Yeah, where Ken Griffey Jr. he gets to the majors and pitches against Ken Griffey. Griffey just rips one over <laughs> over the wall, and all of his friends start making fun. And of him unlike in a, bar. a an actual rookie pitcher, he just smiles. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't you be? <laughs> they smile he, at each other. Shouldn't he be yeah. in like a dead panic? He's like, I'm gonna get sent. 
down to the mire. Well, in the, the the director's commentary, they were like, yeah, we, we didn't want him to go in and make it look like he was doing really well. We want to make it seem more real where he like gets a dinger hit right <laughs> off, of off the bat. Yeah, like, uh. So either way, um, you you know the little bit you know about the movie you loved then. It yeah. Like. <clears throat> so I got a wild story. It's the only movie set I've ever been on, actually. Uh, Summer Catch. So... This is the story of how I got a ball signed by Freddie Prince Jr. in the dugout uh, on the set of Summer Catch. So let's go back to 2001, summer of 2001, uh, simpler times, if you will. Um, Pre-9-11. Pre-9-11, that's right. So it's between my junior and senior year, about 17, I'm working for the Reds. And on occasion, uh, you might imagine we'd have an actor or, you know, celebs come through, friends of players, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Because you, you were in the guest dugout. Yeah, or... visitor's clubhouse. So Thank you. I as a, as a, the as guest a, dugout, as, as a, I like as to a, call it. As a, a bat player. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, I was paid by the Reds, lived in Cincinnati, but worked for the visiting team. So during the game, I was a bat boy or ball boy. And then when I wasn't doing that during the game, I was scraping cleats and, and you know, running errands for the players, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So this day, uh, I heard uh, Freddie Prince Jr. was up on the field um, filming a movie, Summer Catch. And I'm like, you know, I was a fan of his work and she's all that, of course. Um, it wouldn't classic. be. So I wanted to check it out. So I, I pop up there and he was literally like right there. Like I, I get up the steps and he's right there in That's his Phillies jersey. I was like, wow. Was he super skinny in real life? He, I just remember him being a very handsome man oh. you don't see that kind of handsome in ohio very often i say that in the straightest way possible uh but I, you know movie star good looks obviously yeah and, and i've got a ball and i'm perfectly like perfectly manicured eyebrows exactly yeah he was skinny but i mean i was 17 years old i was super skinny, skinny yeah. and, and tiny um but i'm like holy cow it's freddie prince jr i asked him to sign a ball he was like super friendly almost mm. like he signed it like a ball player. That made sense. Yeah, so no, I've got the ball. <laughs> it's been in my closet for about 17 years. Nice. Here you go. Oh, no way. You actually have it right here. It's in a little glass or it's a little plastic case. And do you like the the little label my dad put on it? Yeah. He's no, a big label maker good. guy. Which way is Which it is supposed good to be Because red. I don't think I would have found it if he didn't put Freddie Prinze Jr. On you know, the plastic On the plastic. <laughs> As a label maker. I genuinely can't tell which way his signature is meant to be <laughs> well, read. Well, I think it's the same it. way that this I would. Is. Well, I would think, but it doesn't look like it says Freddie Prince. Hmm. Have you ever, just knowing you, have you looked on eBay at what this would fetch? Obviously, you're never selling it. Well, it's this point, way. I, I'm pretty sure I found it like five years ago. I'm trying to remember, but I'm like 95% sure <laughs> I found it. I'm like, I am never, ever going to use this or put it out and i think i put it up on ebay with a 99 cent minimum and, and it no didn't one go. took it no oh my god, god. i will make, now we have it i will yeah. make sure to put a picture of this, this up is, on our instagram yeah. and twitter this is uh, our podcasting swag now yeah no kidding and i'll tell you another funny thing that i haven't told sarah yet either all right i did my first celebrity dm Yesterday, I took what? a picture of it and really? sent it to Freddie Prince Jr. That's awesome, <laughs> Freddie. Check oh, I it didn't out. Even think about it. And I could tell that. he opened it, but he didn't respond. So I was bummed oh. because I wanted you know a little more color. That would be really fun. That would be amazing. Um, if he responded. Did you explain to him like, hey, yeah, I got yeah. This well, I didn't say you know I was going on a podcast about Summer Catch. Well, no, like, yeah. You know, I 
I so hope you on gets, the set of Summer Cash. I hope blah, he gets blah. back to you just oh, later. Too. I do too. Um, it's funny you should mention that he signed it like a real ball player because they actually had all the players, including him, go to like baseball camp for really? like six weeks, and they actually had him working with pitching coaches. So I mean, they did they did a lot of actual like ball player stuff. Yeah, he signed it right on the sweet spot and just seemed super comfortable with it. Like, <laughs> but the funny thing what the funny thing about all of this is. Like, I just remember that that year and in the coming years, I'm like, I should check out Summer Catch. Mm-hmm. Like, w- where was this scene? What was the scene? Because, you know, they were shooting it on, I figured it was like kind of an ending scene. He made it to the majors. Mm-hmm. So it kind of cracked me up. All these years later, I never watched it until mm-hmm. last week. And it was in the final credits. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it didn't like even barely. make, like, the main movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was. It yeah, I kept got... waiting for it, too, because I was like, what is Brian talking about? Did he get this movie wrong? Like, is it different? And then it's like way, way, way yeah, at the end. The very end, yeah. And then, yeah, Griffey takes some yard. <laughs> and he was miserable after that. Because he was amazing in the 90s and then just horrible oh, in the Griffey? 2000s. He yeah. Got, yeah. got very fat mm. and, and hurt often. But it's sad he, to he still took be uh, Freddie Prince Jr. yard, which was exciting. That's mm-hmm. very... Brian, thank you very much for showing us this baseball welcome. and telling us this... It's beautiful. This fantastic story and about... thank you to James movie. Schmidt for putting the baseball... Brian's dad for putting the baseball in a plastic case with, with a, a label, label on it. And thankfully, it didn't sell on eBay for 99 cents. Yeah. I'm just thank now, the people of eBay. How did I watch this entire movie and read about it and just now realize his name is spelled with a Z? What? You didn't know that? <laughs> I just now am noticing that. Oh, yeah. Is that because of the label? I'm because of the, the label, I looked at it and was Fantastic. like, did Brian's dad spell this wrong? No. No, I've confirmed crazy. on IMDb. Yeah. All right, I think that's uh, probably a good place to leave everybody knowing that I am mm-hmm. um, not good at spelling. Have we picked <laughs> Have we picked a movie for next week, or did you have something well, in mind? You kind of threw out some ideas. Well, we were talking about Shallow How. We could try Shallow How. Be a diff- it would definitely be a different one, a lot more slap like comedy heavy yeah yeah let's do shallow how that'll be shallow an interesting how. One. so um <laughs> i guess uh thanks thanks for thanks for listening, listening. <laughs>